Today's podcast is sponsored by the Christ for Disciples podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Steinberg, son of a Ken and father of five sons. Each weekday on the Christ for Disciples podcast, I apply God's word to raising the next generation. Take 10 minutes each weekday to listen to the Christ for Disciples podcast and get direction and gospel power to disciple the youngest generation. Subscribe to the Christ for Disciples podcast by going to ChristForDisciples.com or searching on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and whatever else. ChristForDisciples.com. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. This is the place where young men come to learn what it means to be a man after God's own heart. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. And our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to be the men that God created them to be. So roll up your sleeves, gentlemen, and gird up. It's time to get to work. Hello, gentlemen. This is Charlie Ungamak, founder and curator of Gird Up. You are listening to the place where young men come to learn what it means to be a man after God's own heart. Very happy that you are here. Hope that you enjoy your time with us. Shout out to our sponsor. You just heard from them. And now, of course, i got to plug my gear. If boys don't learn, men won't know. It's true, and it's on a t-shirt. And if you want the world to know that, go buy yourself a t-shirt on the Gird Up store. I will send it to you, and you can wear it with pride, and you'll both support the podcast. You'll help. Excuse me. Ooh. You'll support the podcast monetarily because some of that cash is going to go back into the podcast itself and help pay for the t-shirts to begin with um, and pay for hopefully future equipment so that I don't have to use a music stand with a rickety... Anyway, it, it, it's pretty... Yeah. Anyway, uh, so the second thing it'll do is it will share a message of the gospel with the world. People are going to ask you what it means, and you get to tell them. And the third thing it'll do is drum up support for the podcast because more people are going to listen to the podcast because they're going to see you and be like, yo, I want to be more like that dude, and so I'm going to listen to that podcast. All right. Again, sorry about the background noise. It's still hot in Minnesota, and there's still stuff running, so you'll have to deal with it. Sorry. You'll be fine. Uh, I want to talk today about... Something that's a big one for me. It's a big, big one for me. It's the concept. It's the idea. I've heard it said, um, you don't want to put a bridle on a Mustang. And that's not always necessarily true. There are A Mustang doesn't do you any good as a human being if it doesn't have a bridle on it. But you need to be very careful about how you break a Mustang. If you don't break a Mustang properly, for those of you that aren't, uh, familiar because I know we got listeners from all over the world. Uh, so for those of you who aren't familiar, on the American frontier, uh, when the, the Spanish conquistadors came over, they brought horses for the first time. So that's the first time there were horses in America, and some of those horses um, escaped and became feral horses essentially, and they began to roam the western prairies. Now. Um, of course, survival of the fittest always happens when you have a group of a, a feral population. And so these horses, which were war horses to begin with, then went wild and feral. And survival of the fittest happens, um, and only the strongest horses survive. So you had this very strong, very wild strain of horses that roam the American West. Um, now, these horses, as I've actually mentioned here before, are incredibly useful for cowboys, 
They're incredibly useful for people riding trails, especially in the mountains. Um, and they're incredibly useful in breeding, you know, racehorses and quarter horses and like police horses and war horses and things because those still are actually used quite well. The, uh, did you know that the United States military has more than 10,000 horses? Um, because they can use them on special missions, especially since we're in Iraq and Afghanistan and things. They use them for crowd control and police departments, all that kind of stuff, right? So here's the deal. A Mustang is a dangerous animal, and it's a wild animal. It's like the wolf of horses, if you will, right? Uh, horses, sorry, dogs are to wolves what your normal, everyday horse is to a Mustang. Um, and when you decide, hey, I need a Mustang, it's usually because you're going to do something that is either too dangerous or too athletic for a regular horse to do. You're going to kill the regular horse. You're going to kill a domesticated horse, um, or you and a domesticated horse might together get killed if you use the horse for that mission. So things like riding trails through the mountains, things like you know being a cowboy. So um, when you're actually going up against longhorn steer and steers and things like that, which are quite athletic and quite strong, you're going to need a big, strong, hardy horse that can work all day in the sun, um, that can do all the things that you want it to do. But you have to be very, very careful about breaking a Mustang. In fact, most um, ranches that breed, quote-unquote, breed Mustangs, they won't actually try and saddle break the Mustangs that they catch wild. Um, so right now, there's a big deal. Actually, what they need to do in real all reality is they need to kill a lot of the horses because they're eating up the American terrain. So there's nowhere to graze cattle. And uh, once again, the buffalo wild buffalo population is going down and things. Because the wild horses, which are an invasive species, are taking over the landscape and just ravaging the landscape. So we're actually losing a lot of harvest land and cropland and wildland because of it. Um, so what they do is, right now they're catching them. And the ones that they catch really young, they can usually break. But the old ones, they can't saddle break them because um, they're just too wild. They're too angry. They're too whatever. And, and there's two ways to break a Mustang like that. The first thing you can do is to castrate him and chop his balls off. And um, you'll get a horse then, which is hardy. You'll get a horse that's tough. But you'll get a horse that can't give life anymore. You can't breed any more horses off of it. You can't bring that wild blood into your herd and make your herd better. Uh, the second thing is your horse is automatically going to be dumber, just like that. Um, it sounds silly, but it's actually true. When you castrate a horse, when you make it a gelding, um, the horse is going to lose some of its wisdom. So it's not going to be as trail smart. It's not going to be as tough and hardy and athletic because it doesn't have as much testosterone rolling through its body. It's not a wild horse anymore. Um, so you actually kind of take away the spirit of the animal. You change the animal's nature. Um, the third thing you can do is just keep it and breed it. Um, and hope that the next generation will be a little less wild and you can use it. Um, I think the same thing is very, very true for people. I think the same thing is true for people. When there, there are more than, there's more than one group of people in the world. There are some people that are just by nature domestic. Right? Most women, quite frankly, most women by, created by God are going to be tend more in that direction. Um, where they're going to want to, you know keep things they want they legitimately want to be homemakers they want to raise families and that doesn't necessarily mean that they belong in the home or that they shouldn't have job i'm not saying any of that i'm saying by nature women tend to be the gentler sex and that is true and you can argue with me and get mad at me if you want that is the case and by nature men to be tend to be more wild that's why men tend to take more dangerous jobs it's not because women aren't allowed to take those jobs in most cases they are 
Um, but men tend to take more risky jobs because they're more willing to risk. Uh, men tend to thrive on that more often. More, you more often see men in the military because men generally are bigger, faster, stronger, and more aggressive. It's just a, by nature how we're created. Um, and it's a good thing because so many men are so aggressive and so tough and whatever. It's a good thing that we have laws and it's a good thing that we have rules. Um, especially the laws and rules of God are created to help both men and women, but we're talking about men. So we're are created to help men overcome their sinful nature and behave as though we should have before we fell in the garden. Okay, so when we talk about the laws of God, we're talking about basically two laws, which is the way Jesus broke it down. Love God more than anything else and love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, so honor God and be humble is really what it's all about. And so the first three commandments teach me how to honor God. The last seven commandments teach me how to love the people around me. And those are all things you can do without being domesticated, quite frankly. You don't have to be domesticated in order to not steal. You don't have to be domesticated in order to not lust. You don't have to be domesticated in order to not tell lies. You don't have to be domesticated in order to, I don't remember what they are, sorry, honor your father and mother or covet. I think I got them all. I hope I got them all. If I didn't, forgive me. Okay? You don't have to be domesticated to do that. You can be a very wild man and do those things. I know some of those men, and I know them well, and I love them dearly. They're not always easy to work with, but they are wonderful men and men after God's own heart. In fact, I would say David was probably one of those men. You look at the heroes of the Old Testament, you think David and his mighty men were nice guys? No! Bible clearly tells us the opposite. And they do some brutal and crazy things which would not be okay in our society in the name of the Lord and it's clear that they're doing it for the sake of the Lord and it was the Lord's will. So it's important that you and I understand that many of the laws and not laws, many of the rules that we ask men and boys to live by are not laws of God. All right. Now, if it's a law of the land, then, by the fourth commandment, oh, that's one I forgot, fifth, sixth commandment, whatever it is. Yeah, fourth commandment, sorry. If it's the law of the land, by the, according to the fourth commandment, we ought to obey it. So if it's our nation's law, a state law, a city law, we should obey those because God has given the government authority over us. So I'm not talking about those, all right? I'm not talking about, like, school rules that are made to protect us. Like, I'm not saying you should be able to run in the hallway and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying that either, all right? But I am saying that there are many rules that are put in place not for the good of those um, who are asked to follow the rules, but simply to make people comfortable. Right? And those rules are the rules I want to warn against and uh, the rules that I'm... <clears throat> man, I don't want to say you don't have to follow those rules because I do want you to follow the fourth commandment and respect authority. Those rules are tough, man, and they are, they are tough. So here's, a, here's an example of a rule I'm talking about, okay? Um, there is a, a rule that I've dealt with at schools quite often, and the rule is don't talk. Uh, okay, no, no, no. Yeah, the rule is don't talk during class. I hate this rule. I think it's a stupid rule. Here's another rule. Um, don't leave your seat during class. I hate this rule. I think it's a stupid rule, and it doesn't serve boys. 
Boys are not made to shut up, sit down, and sit in their desks all day long. It's just not the way we're wired. It's not the way we're made. And it's not fair to ask us to do it. So if you come in my classroom, you'll notice that there's a lot of times where the boys aren't in their seats the way you'd expect them to be. Okay? Don't talk during class. Um, I agree that students shouldn't interrupt the teacher. I agree that when a teacher is talking, you shouldn't be talking. And I agree that when your classmate is answering a question or talking or making a point, you should be respectful and you shouldn't talk over the top of them. However, if you just make a rule that says don't talk during class, what you're doing is you're killing the heart of the child and saying your voice is not welcome here unless I explicitly give you permission. But the message is your voice is not welcome here. All right? When you have rules like um, no tackle football and no rough housing and things like that, I mean, in a science lab, of course there should be no rough housing. On a playground, I get it. There are, you have to be careful about insurance and things like that. I get it. But when you expect boys not to engage in these behaviors, what you're doing is you're asking them to behave like little girls. And there's nothing wrong with little girls behaving that way. And I'll also say, what a wonderful blessing it is when you have a little girl who, by her nature, not because she's been manipulated or whatever, or not because of sin, but by her nature is aggressive and fierce and strong. I love it. I love it. Those are my favorite students to work with. Like, I love spirited dudes. Spirited girls are my favorite students to work with. Someday I will marry a strong and spirited woman, and I will love her to death, and she will probably drive me nuts, and I'll love it. Okay? That being said, you cannot ask boys to behave like girls. And that's what you're doing when you ask boys to behave this way. And so here's, here's what I'm saying to young men everywhere. And then we'll, we'll finish up here. Be absolutely sure. Be in tune with your Heavenly Father. You need to read your Bible and pray continually. Pray about everything you do, every decision you make, every behavior. If it doesn't sit right with you, talk to your Heavenly Father and say, Lord, I don't know if that was the right thing to do or not. Convict me on it and show me. Right? Pray continually, be in your Bible daily, and you will know what is right and wrong. You will become wise, and you will know what is right and wrong. Let that guide your behavior more than the laws of man. We are subject to the laws of man because they, those who are in authority over us are put there by God, and you should obey those rules, hands down. Okay, But... There are a lot, a lot of social norms, which we kind of call rules. There's a lot of social expectations, both in the church and outside of the church, which are not actually written rules or are silly rules. And so my encouragement for adults is don't make boys behave like girls. Don't put rules in place so that you're comfortable, so that your life is easy. If you're going to put rules in place, put them in place so that your boys better know the truth okay and so here here are the rules in my house and in my classroom okay whatever hurts my brother or sister hurts me leave better than found and if it's illegal or immoral do it somewhere else so if it's against the laws of man and the laws of god do it somewhere else you're not doing it in my house or my classroom or whatever okay leave it better than you found it so you better not be making a mess you of people or of things or whatever leave people better than you found them leave spaces better than you found them leave things better than you found them be a good steward 
And if it hurts my brother or sister, it hurts me. It's just a different way to say love your neighbor as yourself. Okay? Let those rules guide your life. Let those guide your life. And if you find yourself not fitting in in a classroom or an office, if you find yourself frustrated because you just aren't comfortable in the church that you go to, it's just not the way you roll. If you are not comfortable with all any of this, okay? If you're not comfortable in the man-made stuff, don't be frustrated or upset. Don't think that there's something wrong with you. Understand that there's not supposed to be a governor on a rocket. There's not supposed to be um, a leash on a wolf. You shouldn't take a bull with all the life left in it and strap him to a plow. It's going to be disastrous for you and it's going to be disastrous for the bull. You don't want to put a bridle on a Mustang. If you're going to put a bridle on a Mustang, the Mustang's going to run wild and you're going to get hurt. Okay? Let boys be boys. Let men be men. Let women be women. And let your life be guided by the laws of God. Again... I'm not giving you a license to disobey your parents or your teachers. I'm not giving you license to disobey laws put in place by our government. What I'm saying is be more concerned with the laws of God and respect the authority that God has put in place because he's put it there. And then, as an adult, make sure that God guides the rules you put in place, not mm, the comforts of the world and not the standard of the world. God bless you all. I hope this made sense. Go be the man the guy crazy to be. On behalf of all those involved in producing, recording, and publishing this episode, thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. We hope it helps you along your journey to be a man after God's own heart. Be sure to check out the Gird Up channel on YouTube. There you will find many podcast episodes just like this one, but you will also find exclusive video content geared at helping you be the man that God created you to be by introducing you to other godly men, teaching you how to behave, study, dress, act, eat, and live like a man of God, and you'll find devotions to help you grow in faith. Please consider supporting Gird Up Ministries by donating on Patreon, shopping in the online store at girdupministries.com, or by making a $5 cup of coffee donation at girdupministries.com. Those donations help us make more great content just like this for young men just like you. Make sure that you like, follow, friend, and subscribe to Gird Up and our guests on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Those links are in the description. And as always, we'll be praying for you on your journey. Blessings, men. Time to gird up and go be the man that God created you to be.